Sleep and nutrition, two areas that are vital to living a healthy life, and yet they're also areas that we could use some help. Hi, I'm Robin Stoloff, and welcome to Living Well with Robin Stoloff, empowering you to live a healthier life. We have a great guest with us today. Trisha Silverman is a dietitian, registered dietitian, fitness instructor, and wellness coach. Thanks so much for joining us, Trisha. Thank you for having me. This is very exciting to be oh, here. Oh, yes. And we met at an online conference because the world is online right now. And and I just thought you were so fabulous that I wanted to invite you to my podcast. So thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me. I want to read the rest of your bio really quickly. International virtual and live presenter. You specialize in creating and delivering exciting and engaging group wellness programs. I was in one, and I can vouch for that. She is the author of the award-winning international Amazon bestseller, Healthy Dividends, Investments in Nutrition, Movement, and Healthy Habits that Pay Off. We like that. And she developed the SCW Nutrition for Active Aging Certification, which she has led across the U.S. And you also teach Nutrition, Entrepreneurship, and Healthy Aging for Northeastern University. Wow, that's a lot. (laughs) You're busy. (laughs) You're busy. And most of it's online, right? (laughs) Most of it is online. I think actually all of it is online now. Yes, that's that's where our world is right now. But uh, let's talk a little bit about sleep and nutrition. That's two areas that are very important to our lives, and yet so many people really need help with both of those things. So how are they interrelated? Well, one of the huge ways they're related is through your weight. So sleep can have a huge impact on your weight and also on your blood glucose regulation. It's one of the things I find that doctors don't really have the time to go into everything when you have diabetes, for instance. Yes. And one of the, yeah, one of the things that can help with your blood sugar regulation is getting enough sleep. If you don't get enough sleep, it can really throw things off and it can drive up your cravings. And then if you add stress to that, your cravings can really go up and out of whack. And sometimes people wonder, you know, what's wrong with me? Nothing's wrong. It may just be you're not getting enough sleep and maybe you're a little too stressed. So if you you know, work on your nutrition and then work on getting to sleep and think about reducing your stress. It can have a huge impact on your hormones and it can make you just feel so much better. Easier said than done for a lot of people right now. Many people have trouble sleeping and they also, you know, have challenges with their eating plan. I hate the word diet because everyone diet. That's such a word, but their eating plan. I like to call it an eating plan because we have a plan for a lot of things in our life and I like to call it eating plan. And you mentioned hormones. Talk to me a little bit about, is it ghrelin and leptin? Is that correct? Yes. That is correct. Yes. So what sleep deprivation can do is increase ghrelin and that's your hunger hormone. So you can feel more hungry. There was a study out of the University of Chicago that deprived men of their sleep. And when they were in the deprivation stage, that ghrelin hormone went up. So they were really hungry and the leptin hormone, your fullness hormone went down. So they were more hungry and less full and the cravings were just sky high and they weren't for spinach and broccoli and carrots, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, only if we only crave those things, wouldn't know, that be that, great? A nutritionist dream for sure. <laughs> I always say that when you get cravings, it's never for celery, you know? I know. And and I wish, I wish, but when we do eat healthfully on a good eating plan and we get our sleep, 
then healthy foods do make you feel good and you feel satisfied after you eat them and you just don't have cravings. You get hungry, then you eat. And it's a, a much more natural way of being. When we're deprived, it really can kick things out of whack and it can make it really tough if you're trying to, to lose weight because beating those cravings can be very tough. Absolutely. And then what can happen too is that if, yeah, if it becomes a cycle and we gain weight over time, we're not getting enough sleep. Obesity is associated with um, sleep apnea, also known as sleep disordered breathing. And once we get into that, that can be a vicious cycle where now we're overweight, we can't lose weight, then the cravings go up because that ghrelin went up. So we're hungry, we eat, then we can't sleep. And it can be tr- you know, really troublesome. It's a cycle. Yeah. It is. It's a cycle and it can be hard to get out of. If you find that, or your listener, if your listeners find that they are having trouble, and sometimes your spouse or partner can tell because you're, you're snoring a lot. And not that snoring is always sleep apnea, but it can right. be. And then the CPAP machine can help. And that, I don't think it's a, you know, a life sentence to wear that, but it can get you out of this vicious cycle where you're gaining weight and craving, but the cravings can go down for sure. A lot. Yeah. My mom has one of those and it has helped her a lot. And my husband snores. He doesn't have sleep apnea. I just give him one of these and you know, that usually (laughs) helps just punching the arm always works. It never wakes them up. It just makes them stop snoring. But, um, and I always remember the word ghrelin because it sounds like growl because when you are hungry, your stomach is growling. So I always remember that, you know, that that's that hormone and it doesn't sound like a good, it sounds bad, ghrelin, you know, (laughs) that's how I always remembered it. So are there any specific eating plans that we should go on or, or try to focus on any types of foods to help sleep better? The the Mediterranean diet is associated with less insomnia. So that may be a really good way of thinking about eating. And it's one of the diets that lends itself to longevity. And then the foods that you eat on the, the Mediterranean way, that those foods help to assist with sleep. So we're talking about your vegetables and fruits and nuts and seeds. And there's so many, and beans, there's so many micronutrients in beans, nuts, and seeds that really do fuel sleep. So if you move toward a more plant-based diet, and I never tell anyone they have to become a vegetarian. I'm not a vegetarian, but I Mm mean heavily plant-based because Mm -hmm. of what the research bears out. But the Mediterranean way is a really nice way of thinking. And just think of a, you know, you see in the background here, for those that can see the video, I have a rainbow poster and it's just Mm -hmm. to remind people to eat the rainbow, eat lots of different colors of fruits and vegetables. I know, you think about uh, like food that's not so great for you, it's usually white, it's usually just bland. And the rainbow is all fruits, vegetables, all really great food for you. And that's that's really terrific It's, it's important to, Put that into your diet and i think if i'm correct you're the expert on this that most adults do not get enough fruits and vegetables am i right about that 90 percent of the u.s are uh, people in the u.s are not getting enough vegetables 90 percent. that's a lot it's and you can lot. sneak it into a smoothie you know there's ways to sneak that and i love i can't even believe that because i eat fruit and vegetables all the time but i guess in our american diet fast food and french fries don't count 
<laughs> Sorry. They don't count. You know, people pick things up on the run, especially now we're getting things delivered to our house and that sort of thing. But um, but I also found, I have to say this, during this whole COVID craziness, that I began to cook more. And I was never a great cook, but I'm a pretty basic, simple cook. But I have learned that controlling what you eat is such a key to controlling your weight. I've actually lost weight during this because I haven't gone out to eat as much. That's probably where it gets me the most. And so when you actually can control a lot of what you eat, maybe if you start going back to work now, bring a lunch or at least bring a lunch a few days a week. You know what's in it if you made it. And I always think that's a big key because when we go out to eat, they don't care. They want it to taste good. So they're going to throw butter and they're going to throw everything in it and give you huge portions because that's what we want. And, you know, heck with it. We just go for it when we go out. And that's a, that could be a problem. Yeah, it's um, it's unbelievable all the stuff. I I consulted with a few restaurants over the years, and I've been in the kitchens, so I I've seen what goes in. And the chefs are artists; I mean, they want it to taste wonderful, yeah. and they do. Yes. I remember seeing a risotto being made, and I couldn't believe all the sugar, the cream, and the salt, and they kept adding it and adding it, and then and they would taste it to see, and they're like, no, no, it's not good enough More yet. More sugar. <laughs> yeah, more salt, more cream. And they kept doing that. And then finally, they pointed at me and they said, you, come here, taste this. And I did. And it was the best risotto I've oh, ever had. Uh, sure. <laughs> but you would never know on the other side of the wall where all the guests were eating, they would never know how much salt and butter and cream was put into this. But it really tasted magnificent. Yeah, and at of course home, it did. You would never think to put that much in because it just doesn't seem right. But at the restaurants, they do. So you really hit the nail on the target with just eating more. The more you can eat at home is great. And many people, the way their parents made vegetables when they were younger, turned them off of vegetables. I remember the blocks of spinach, the frozen square blocks. Awful. I know. Or the TV dinners with the little things of peaches that have tons of sugar and the syrup in there. That was not, not the way to eat your vegetables, right? Yeah. People may not think that your nutrition and your, your sleep patterns actually work together. So that's really important. If you want to try to fix one, you really should be focusing on the other as well. And talk to me a little bit more about the Mediterranean diet. That's really one of my favorite ways to eat. And yeah. I think it's a very healthy type of of a diet. There's so many different ones out there. But to me, this is well-rounded. Yeah, it's super healthy. And when you do eat the Mediterranean way, you want to think about getting a variety in so that you vary your greens, you vary your vegetables, you vary your fruits. So if you get into the habit of, you know, well, eat an apple and a banana every day, and that's great because many people aren't even doing that. Right, right. You want to start switching that up. Can you get cherries in? Can you get berries in? Tart cherries have natural melatonin and that can help you to sleep. So that's something to, you know, to think about. And it, things taste better when we start getting more variety too. And then for vegetables, what vegetables are you eating? And can you expand that? And the time when we're at home more, like you mentioned, you're cooking more. It's a great time to experiment. My new favorite is red cabbage. I just had some with lunch. Ah, I just made that too. That's so oh, good. Did you? It's oh, delicious, yeah. isn't it's it? It's delicious. It and is. We, 
we cook it up in different ways, but it, we kind of just keep it easy. Chop it up. We chop it up with the onions. We throw a few seasonings on it. You can just put like Italian seasoning uh-huh. and then put it in your oven and roast. And um, it's so delicious. And then it's the leftovers are good. I didn't even have to heat it. It was just so good cold as it's like good. a cold salad. I, I made it myself. Everything's purple. <laughs> So your purple. dish is purple. Yes. I know it's pretty. It's actually a pretty vegetable, <laughs> but I just made it. it is, I love it. Really I think it's great. good. I was never a big cabbage person, but I'm trying to eat a little bit more of that as well as fermented foods, you know, sauerkraut and things like that. We yes. all know that's good for the gut health, which is uh, another topic in and of itself. But you mentioned melatonin. Do you recommend that? I don't recommend supplements. I think that it's important to work with a doctor with an MD. Um, someone who has a you know specialty in sleep to really help figure out how much is right for you. The supplements in our country aren't regulated very well, mm-hmm. and many people don't need them. When people come to me and sleep is a part of the problem, I go through and look at how they're eating. And more often than not, it's the caffeine that's the problem. And they've probably heard before, oh, cut your caffeine off at two. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that can work for some people, but not everyone. Some people need to cut it off at 12. And when I work with people, I do this, especially if they love their coffee, try to cut it off at 12. If they still can't sleep, try to cut it off at 10 and see mm-hmm. how it works for a few weeks. If You're that asking a help, lot. You're asking I a know. lot. <laughs> I know. But I discovered it the hard way. Um, I had insomnia for a year when I did my dietetic internship and I started taking over the counter pills at night, sleep pills at night. And then I would go to work groggy. Then I would drink caffeinated tea all day. And then I would fall asleep at night at dinner with friends, fall asleep at the movies. This went on for a year. And then I went to a health spa that, and this was in 1996. It was no dairy, no animal food, no salt, no sugar, no Mm. caffeine no alcohol, like the modern detox. Yes. And um, and I didn't know before I went, because I saw an ad in Shape Magazine that was this small that that said, you know, come to this lovely health spa. And I it was the only thing I could afford on a credit card when I had no money. And, I, <laughs> <laughs> and after a few days, I was sleeping like a baby. I did get a, a couple of headaches, but mm. they went away. Mm-hmm. And um, then I realized I'm sensitive to caffeine. And many people, just any caffeine, a little bit doesn't work well with them. And not everyone, but different people are sensitive to it. So you might want to, before you decide to take a mel, you know, supplements, try to look at your diet. Are you drinking a lot of coffee or tea, having cocoa or even soda that may have added caffeine? Yes, wanna- there's a lot in, in your food as well. And people don't think about that. And I know. And they say really coffee is not that bad for you. And I always joke, I have one cup, but it's like about 16 ounces of coffee in the morning. That is my, that is my one thing. That's non-negotiable. I got to have my coffee, but I try not to drink it, as you said, going into the afternoon because it will keep me up at night. So that's something to just cut down a little bit or just try not to drink it after a certain hour. And you play with it and see how you're body takes to it. But are there certain things that you would say someone could just start doing right now if they wanted to just get back on a better sleep pattern and a better nutrition plan, just in general? In in general, a better nutrition plan, a better sleep plan would be going to bed at the same time each night, aiming for seven to nine hours of sleep um, seven to eight, once we're in the sixties and above seven to eight hours a night, it is mm-hmm. good to, to, um, to aim for. And, 
I would say with your with your diet, a diversity of plants. So a healthier microbiome. So that's your you you we yes. touched on it. You mentioned the gut it. Health. The gut health is associated with better sleep. So what makes a for better intestines? natural foods and a lot of plants. So a lot of fiber, and then really to decrease the additives and preservatives, the artificial colors, all the junk that you can't on the label. When you look at it, if you can't read it, just don't eat right. it. If you can't pronounce it, don't eat it. Right. Don't eat it. And yeah, that's, that's, it's so true. So make sure you comb through the labels and then more plants, less sugar, more beans in the diet. So beans have the things like copper in it and a deficiency of copper and, and also de- deficiency of zinc is associated with not getting um, great sleep. So if we get things like nuts and seeds and beans, whole grains, leafy greens, then we're really getting a lot of our nutrient needs met. Do you and then, recommend a multivitamin or no? I think that if someone has a really lousy diet, that that could be good insurance. But I feel that if you eat from all the food groups. And I developed for in my book, a plate that has half your plate vegetables, a quarter of your plate, whole grains or potato, um, a quarter of your plate, um, uh, protein like fish and beans, then and then fruit, and I recommend three fruits a day Mm -hmm. to help protect your eyesight, your immune system, they'll protect Mm -hmm. against cancer, and then healthy fats in your diet, like nuts and seeds and avocado and extra virgin olive oil. If we incorporate all of these, you're really going to be getting in those nutrients that you need. Now, if you don't get fish, fish has an essential fat in it, your omega-3 fats. Mm -hmm. If you don't eat fish, then you want to be getting walnuts, pumpkin seeds, chia seeds, hemp seeds, flax seeds, organic canola oil. These products have uh, omega-3s, they're plant sources of omega-3, but those are essential that some people don't don't know that they're essential. We need to get those, those in. Well, that's a good tip. So if you're not eating the fish, you should be getting them from another source. And I just think this information is so vital because when you don't get enough sleep, you just, we all know what that feels like. You can't think straight. You walk around in a grog. You're just not yourself. It's, it just makes you miserable. And it's just so bad for your health overall in general. It's, it's so bad. It's even bad for your immune system. And there's research that has found that it can make a lack of sleep can make vaccines less effective. Now, I haven't seen anything about sleep and the COVID vaccines Mm -hmm. yet, but they've just come out. But we know that vaccines in general can be less effective if we're not getting our sleep and sleep affects your immune system. So and stress does too. So if you don't get enough sleep, and you're stressed, the cortisol goes up, and that's not good for your for your immune system. And that also deposits, we probably, you know, a lot of your listeners probably have heard the belly fat from yes. too much cortisol. So the stress and lack of sleep can contribute to that. Oh, and there's no reason for any of us to be stressed right now at all, right? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing going on in our in our world right now. So that's a, it's a tall order, but there are some things we can do. And I talk a lot about that because I'm a big person on 
mental health being part of our overall health or physical and mental health or it's we're all one that's a big thing to me and so you you really need to take steps to do some things you like to do have some fun you know take a bath do do whatever you know take a nap read a book whatever it is take a walk find something that's an outlet for you because we do have a lot of stress in our lives and it's really really important and a lot of times i find with women especially moms they put off their own health because they're taking care of their kids and they always say you know in the air and when you're on an airplane and that oxygen mask comes down put it on yourself first because if you're not taking care of yourself and doing what you're supposed to do for you how can you do that for other people so you really need to make time for yourself even if it's just a carve out a half an hour a day but everyone needs to do that to to be there for their family That is so true. And one of the things along those lines that I think is helpful for sleep and for your stress, meditation. And an app that I recommend is Insight Timer because Mm. you don't have to do anything. You just pull up a meditation and you sit there and listen to it. And you can meditate. And there's one called Mind Vacation, which can take you to the beach. Oh, I like that. (laughs) Yeah. I'd rather actually be on the beach, but... We live near the beach, so that's good. No, but I love that. And, you know, when I've done things on meditation too, but people often think of it as like you're sitting on the top of a mountain cross leg and you can meditate at your desk in your office. You don't need to do all that. You don't have to be like a a guru with long hair. It can be done anywhere. And that's really, and it's just a, it's just like a mind release. It's just a great way to just let it, you can listen to music. I mean, people do it in different ways. It's just a way to try to, you know, unwind and de-stress. So really, really great tips. Tell us again, the name of your book, Tricia. Sure. The name of my book. You have it there. (laughs) Healthy dividends, investments in nutrition, movement, and healthy habits that pay off. It's a helpful guide for people looking to get healthier, to live longer. Lots of nutrition tips in there. I love it. And you can get that on Amazon, right? Of course, yes. where we get everything. Well, thank you so much, Trisha thank Silverman, you so much. registered dietitian. You have been awesome. And I will put a link to your website in the show notes. Thanks to all of you for joining me today for Living Well with Robin Stoloff, empowering you to live a healthier life. Check out the video of this podcast on my website, livingwellwithrobinstoloff.com. And please be sure to subscribe to get a notification on our most recent episode. Thanks again for being here. Until next time, please stay safe and keep living well.